Welcome back to another episode. We just finished up reading uh, Joseph's part for today, and it definitely made up for last Thursday. Uh, this got a lot more interesting this time. Uh, the most interesting thing that happened is two kids were taken off of the ship by their father, who uh, somehow made it to Cuba earlier, uh, and he wasn't on the boat with them. So we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about some other exciting or kind of terrifying news about what's happening in this chapter. So let's open it up. Who has something that they'd like to share about this chapter? Who has something they'd like to share? Anybody? No one? Bueller? Jenna wrote something in the chat. Jenna, okay. Yeah, so Jenna wrote in the chat, they have to leave Joseph's father behind in Cuba. Yeah, so they just found out that the captain kind of jumped off, well, not jumped off the ship, left the ship to go try to talk to the president of Cuba, and he would not see them. So, um, unfortunately, he couldn't plea for help. And not only that, but they were also told that they have to leave the port by tomorrow morning. Um, so the ship's engine has started and kind of all of the passengers are freaking out. Uh, but before we found out that news, we found out something else that really made the passengers mad and they almost started a riot. Who wants to talk about that? What happened and why were the passengers so upset? Jaden? Wasn't it because that those two children were, those people were allowed to leave? Yes, the, the girls' names. So remember earlier in the story we met Renata and Evelyn? And they were two children that were on the boat without a parent, right? I mean, their mother they, had died and their father was already in Cuba. And Renata and Evelyn are on the boat alone. Joseph plays with them at the beginning of the story. And then he has his bat mitzvah, and he's like, you know what? I'm a man. I'm too old to play with these kids now. So he doesn't really talk to them anymore. Um, but yeah, their their father, who is a doctor, Dr. Aber, comes onto the ship, and he gives some mysterious paperwork to the guards and to the policemen. And they kind of look it over, and he kind of looks at his girls, and he's like, all right, let's go. And they're like, what? And he's like, we're leaving. They're like, how? Shouldn't we get our stuff? And he's like, nope, we'll just buy you more stuff. Don't worry about it. Let's go. And so as soon as they get off the ship, the engines start. And everyone's like, what is happening? Why did these girls get to leave the ship? How come we can't leave the ship? And uh, Mr. Padrone. Oh, Kendall, you got something to say. Go ahead. Yeah, and then um, Officer Padrone said, because they have paperwork. They have the right paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys say it like that, the way Mr. Overgood described it and the way Kendall described it, I feel like it was a bribe. A bribe, yeah. It had to be something, right? He had to bribe them some way. Like, they have the right paperwork. What do you mean the right paperwork? They all have visas. A visa is a, a piece of paper that kind of allows you to live in a, a different country. And they probably all have, like, refugee visas because they're fleeing um, a country where they're trying to be killed or people are trying to kill them, right? The Nazis literally want them dead. So they're fleeing for their lives. So they have a refugee visa, which should allow them to move into Cuba. Um, but for some reason, it doesn't work. And then there's... 
$100. Right. And remember, they got there first. Remember when they got to Cuba and no other boats were there yet? And then, like, two boats showed up after them and those people were allowed off? Like, yeah. I'm wondering, did one, did the captain do something to make the, like, Cuban people mad? Like, is that why they won't let them off? Or did the other two people or the other two boats really bribe the government there with money or goods to get off of their boats? Like, why were they allowed off, but Joseph and his family had to stay on their boat? Yeah, I think that the captain just doesn't want to let them off because like he doesn't want like Joseph and the other people on the boat to go to Cuba right like they don't want them yeah as Mr. Overgaard said they did have their visa and everything but I was I'm just still wondering yeah it was like a bribe or something between um, Evelyn and um, Renata. Renata's dad with the captain. Yeah. So they got off. But, There's definitely something and, sketchy going yeah, on. I think the captain is, is like not letting them off for a reason, but we don't know what reason yet. I agree. Something, something sketchy. Kendall, you want to add to that? Go ahead. Kendall? I feel like, I feel like, um, they went that, since that boat got there first, I feel like, for some reason, Joseph's father is the reason their boat didn't get to go. Right, maybe. Right when he jumped overboard, that was kind of weird. So, the, the passengers are all freaking out. Um, the policemen on board all have their pistols pointed at the passengers, and they're literally, like, about to rush these officers with loaded pistols, and a thought comes across Joseph's head and he's like if we're gonna die we might as well die fighting for our lives here because we're not gonna go back to Germany like what's the point of going back to Germany when we're gonna be thrown into a concentration camp and most likely die in a concentration camp when we could live somewhat yeah, freely and fight, fight for our lives right now for my life and then die then not care and then die right right so they're they decided they're going to fight for their lives. Luckily, before any fighting could happen, uh, the Captain Schroeder showed up on deck, and everyone was like, what's going on? And he's like, hold up, hold up, let me explain it. And he explained that the president was like, no, you're not allowed in the country, and you have to leave tomorrow. So they're freaking out. Um, Joseph's like, I don't want to go back to Germany, let's fight. But the captain says, don't worry, I'm not going to take you back to Germany. I'm going to take you around the U.S. So he's going to like sail around the coast of the United States in hopes that somewhere will let them dock and that President Roosevelt, or Roosevelt will allow them to enter the country. So he's like, if any of you guys have relatives in the United States, please call them and get them to beg to let us into the country. Um, I don't know. The captain sounds like a pretty good guy. I don't know if he's a Nazi. If I was the president, I would let them. Right. Yeah. I feel like this was just a regular old person, like a regular captain, a just German captain, who then the Nazis were like, now you're a Nazi. And he's like, okay, I'd rather not die, so I'll be a Nazi. Because I feel like deep down, the captain has like a good heart. Because like, remember earlier in the story, 
when they were having the bar mitzvah and the Nazi flag was there and the captain was like, no, take it down. And then they were having the burial and the other guy was like, oh no, we got to wrap it in the, the Nazi flag. And the guy was like, absolutely not, go away. And by the way, you're like fired. So that was cool. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Um, I think deep down that he's not a jerk, even though he might be a Nazi. I'm interested to see if they actually get led into the U.S. Um, that would be yeah. awesome. So that means that Joseph's going to the U.S. or hopefully going to the U.S. And also uh, Isabel, who we're going to read about next, is also headed to the U.S. And she's trying to get into Miami, Florida. So we'll find out what happens to Isabel next. Alright, so we just finished up reading about Isabel's chapter this time. Um, they finally said their goodbyes to Ivan. They held him off the side of the boat and they dropped him in the sea. And we had some very exciting news this chapter as well. So it was very, very sad and kind of um, disparaging in the first half of this chapter. And then it got a little bit better. There's a bright side, a bright ending to a very dark chapter. Juju, you want to talk about it? One word. What is it? And that is intense. Intense, for intense. sure. Oh, yes. Very intense. Absolutely. What if this whole story is a dream? That would be intense if this whole story was a dream. Three dreams, right? Whatever dream, it needs to go to a uh, that would be a lot of dreams in Yeah, that would be a lot of dreams. Like, why so, would Muhammad have this dream? In this chapter, let's talk about this. And um, Muhammad. I already said Muhammad. Oh, Isabel, Joseph, and Muhammad. Isabel, Joseph, Muhammad. That's it. Well, what if they were all dreaming the same thing? Yeah. Like their dream. I don't know. That'd be cool. Like their yes. experience. Yeah. All right. So, in this chapter, Isabel is um, very sad at the beginning because obviously Joseph died. He got attacked by a shark as he was hanging off the side of the boat last chapter. You said Joseph. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ivan. <laughs> Ivan died Joseph. because Ivan got bit by a shark. Um unfortunately they had to let go of him so they had him on the ship up until now or their little tiny boat it's not really a ship uh, they had him on this little tiny boat up until now um, and they had to make the decision that they had to let him go overboard mm, Isabel didn't want it at first she was screaming out to like let them stop but mommy was there to hold her back and then she kind of realized that it, it was a necessity and it had to happen but she's really upset because Ivan doesn't like to be alone and she doesn't want Ivan to be alone forever. So she's like, no, he can't go to the bottom of the sea alone. Please, no, no, no. Um, but unfortunately, they had to let him go. He's over the side of the ship. He's at the bottom of the ocean. And as they were doing that, uh, Luis was like, hold on. And he shot one of the sharks that was on the side of the boat. And he killed it. So then all of the other sharks attacked that shark. And then they slipped, on, slipped him over the opposite side of the boat. 
So hopefully he was able to make it to the bottom of the ocean without being attacked by all of the hungry sharks. That was their hopes there. We'll see. I mean, we probably won't see, but... Um, and then what was the bright news? What was the happy ending to this dark chapter? Kendall. And finally got to Miami. Yes, they're not there yet, but they can see the lights. They can see the lights on the horizon of Miami. Now remember, the rule is, at this point in time, if they make it to the shore, they're allowed to stay. If they get caught before they can make it to the shore, what happens? Jaden, do you remember? Mm -hmm. What happens if they get caught before they make it to the shore? They can't stay. They can't stay. Don't they they have gotta to go get, back. Yep, they get sent back to Cuba and most likely will be killed by Castro and his men. So they're really hoping that they make it out and make it to the US and hopefully they can make it to Miami safely. And hopefully they can do it at nighttime, right? That's probably the best chance to get in when it's dark out. Yeah. So now that they see the lights on the horizon, hopefully they can get the engine to turn back on. I have some sick feeling in my stomach that the engine's gonna die out or something and they're just gonna have to like swim for it. I don't know. Nothing ever goes right for this girl and I just have a very sick feeling in my stomach about what's about to happen in this book. I know. It's so good though. I know. It, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it goes right for anybody in this book. Yeah. Well, let's read about Muhammad. Alright, so we just finished reading about Muhammad, and I am shook right now. Um, um, that was intense, right, Juju? Our one word. Intense. Whoa. Whoa. So they made it across a lot of borders, but the ending was like, oh my gosh. Don't say it. Don't say it. Wait, what was the ending? I got picked out. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Let's talk. Let's start from the beginning and we'll talk about the ending. But my mind was just blown. Okay. So at the beginning of this chapter, um, they're trying to get to Macedonia or across Macedonia, um, but they can't because they didn't wait to get the correct papers from the last place they were in. So they don't have the right travel visa right now. So they hop into a taxi and the taxi driver is like, I'll, I'll take you to where you need to go for 25 euros a piece, which is like 100 euros for the four of them, which is 24,000 whatever it is in Syria. Syrian dollars. So they're freaking out, and they're like, no, that's too much money. And Dad's like, listen, we can get there safely, and we can get there fast, we just need to pay it. So they end up paying the like 24,000 Syrian dollars, or the 100 euros, and they get taken across the border, and they're in, um, was it Macedonia that they get to? And then they have to leave again yeah, so they're in Macedonia, and they need to get to Serbia. So, basically in Macedonia, there's police that are going around from hotel to hotel, and they are searching for illegal immigrants or illegal uh, refugees. Yeah. 
So right now, technically, uh, Muhammad and his family are illegal because they didn't wait to get the correct papers to travel. So right now they're illegal refugees. So they're like, listen, it's not worth paying money to get a hotel and then probably being caught and sent back to Syria. Let's just go. So they decide to pay another taxi driver 30 euros each. So 30 times four is 120 euros, which is probably like 30,000 whatever Syrian dollars at least. So I don't know. They, they hop in this silver sedan. But here's the thing. Why didn't they just keep going with the same taxi? Because that taxi driver wasn't going to take them any farther. He already drove two hours oh. and into another country. So he's like, all right, this is where I drop you off. Good luck. So he drops them off. They do a little bit more walking and they hop into this other silver car. Who wants to talk about the ending of this mind-blowing chapter? Juju, go ahead. So, so they got into the taxi or whatever, and then they drove another two hours, I think. Yep. Right? Well, and they, and no, I don't think they actually Muhammad made it. Muhammad fell asleep like straight away, and then he woke up, and it was just completely like in this weird place it's like there was no restaurants there was no like so we don't know if it was two hours because the story is kind of told from muhammad's perspective um so muhammad is like i don't know that didn't seem like two hours when i was asleep but what he woke up to was what so basically in the very end they have a pistol in front of them pointing at them so the 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 last taxi driver took them out to the middle of this highway he doesn't know how long they were driving for because he was asleep but he looks around there's no buildings there's nothing they're in the middle of this deserted highway and the taxi driver is turned around with a pistol pointed straight at them so not only did they pay this guy 120 euros, which is like $30,000 of their own, but they're also getting held at gunpoint. Yeah. And that's how it ends. And that's it. Like they just did it that. It says, like, Muhammad's eyelids what? fluttered and he looked out the windows. He expected to see the lights of the Serbian border town, another tent city. Instead, they were stopped in the middle of a lonely stretch of highway surrounded by dark empty fields and the taxi driver was leaning over the back seat with a pistol aimed straight Pointing at, at them. them what what he like the last like not star girl but um dear america you know how like every chapter ended in um a cliffhanger yeah this is even worse than that i know i want to read it i'm gonna do like everything i can not to go ahead and read it. I'll wait till tomorrow. But I want to read it so bad. Yeah. A pistol straight. I bet he's one of the cops. Damn. He's one of the what? How much you want to bet he's one of the cops? You think he's a cop? Yeah. Oh. That's a good guess. 
That's a good guess. He might be a cop. Oh, man. FBI. Yeah. Then they won't even get to um where they want to get to because then they got caught. It's possible. He could be a corrupt cop, so maybe he'll just be like, hey, give me all of your money, and I'll take you where you want to go and pretend I never saw you. You never know. Or he could be a jerk cop and be like, all right, thanks for giving me all your money. I'm also going to turn you in. Yeah, I'm also going to shoot a gun at you. Yeah. Well, he hasn't shot them yet, but we don't know what's going to happen. Give me all your money, and then I'm going to kill you. Yes. There's like no war. It's like, what? Yep. So now they're in the situation. Do they fight or do they follow whatever he says? Or do they run? Yeah, I don't think there's any running. They're in the backseat of his car. Imagine he has like the child safety locks on too, so that they can't get out the backseat. I'm still going Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, is right. Oh, man. This book just got real. All three of those chapters were so good today. Uh, I don't want to stop reading, but we've been in class too long. We've got to let it go. So we are on page 120 out of 181 pages. So we've got 60 pages left to read. I'm so excited. I can't wait to finish this book. That's just crazy to me. It is crazy. That's like, you know, like, I was like, fine. I was like, oh, this chapter is going to be good. Then you, and then I read that. And then I'm like, what? What? I was like a complete shock. Yeah. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. That just happened. That just happened. That blew my mind. Mind blown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright guys. Right. I think we are gonna end that here and we will talk more about this book tomorrow.